great energy in the house. Amen. So good to see everybody today, and thank you for you that are online joining with us. Amen. I've got something to give away today. Daddy is working on me even more. My expectations are elevated because he's going to keep doing that. Amen. It's exciting to be on a journey with him. I want to make a quick plug for our Discover New Life that we do here prior to service every Sunday. In a couple of weeks, a new Discover New Life is going to begin. And since we exist to lead people to experience freedom in Christ and build healthy relationships, you get to learn a little bit more about the necessary steps that our Father requires of all of us if we're going to follow Him. Anybody want to be a follower of Jesus? Well, I'm already following. Okay, are you completely fulfilled and free? And together is something about walking together, something about joining arm to arm, being members fitly joined together in the body that uh, moves heaven in a special way. And so because we know that you want more of Jesus in your life, and it's interesting to note that many people come to me and they'll say, what is it about the dynamic? I mean, I feel God in such a way that I don't know what to do with it. And, and, and you want to host him like that every day of the week. Discover New Life will help you move into that lane where you can host him and entertain the presence of God on a way, in a way that you're fulfilled by seeing the fingerprint of your architect, the one that made you, your God. Amen. It's fulfilling to know that we're in step with him and that he's not expecting anything from us other than our allegiance to let him be God in our... Anybody feel good about that being free and just let God be God? The title of the message today is, Is, is My Heart Open? Is Your Heart Open? Because having an open heart is huge. Amen. He wants to do some things in our life today that requires him to have access, as, as you heard Sean talk about it, our posture towards him is very important. He will not force himself into our life. He wants to bless everybody. And if I'm not experiencing the best, it's because I won't, the one, won't let the one who is the best in. And I've done that plenty of times. So I qualify today to encourage you because the guy in the mirror is real. Amen. Uh, the pushback don't come from, it looks like it comes from people all around me. But the real pushback is my own resistance to be open to him so I can experience freedom and have healthy relationships. Amen? He loves people. And so God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. God. God was in Christ reconciling the world. And the demonstration that God gave to this earth 2,000 years ago Amen. And we get to talk about it and experience the evidence of it anytime we want to. Because we're the apple of his eye. We're the object of his affection. We're his passion. And if you're not enjoying that today, it's a choice not to enjoy. You get to choose not to enjoy freedom. Amen. Or you can choose to enjoy it. And that's how simple it is, ladies and gentlemen. But... The problem is the difference between an open heart and a closed heart. That's all it is. And then, since God was in Christ reconciling the world, now if any man or woman be in Christ, they are a new creature. What, for what? So that the world can be reconciled to him. And so the mission of Christ reconciling the world is the mission he gives us. 
But we get so bogged down in what we call little L-I-F-E, life, that we won't capital L-I, we won't let capital L-I-F-E in. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You don't have to raise your hand. I know you do. And we get to justifying why as soon as I get all this taken care of, Lord, you can count on me. Anybody ever, you didn't say it out loud, but your, your life depicted that? As soon as I get all this fixed, I'm going to be all in. And we wouldn't say that out loud. And so today, the Lord's given me something to encourage you with. And I'm, I'm going to read you a passage out of the book of ooh, Revelations. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> See, last week I found out I don't know nothing. What do I know? Amen. And Job and Isaiah helped me understand that living a life of repentance is, whew, that's the only life to live. I'm just ever before God yielding and yielding and yielding and yielding until he just keeps, keeps coming in deeper and deeper. And he's just getting stuff out of me that I didn't know was there so that I can experience freedom. And so it's, Faith versus what I think I know is, not, is the problem, not sin. Faith versus what I think I know is the problem, not sin. We, you're going to see that in the book called the Bible today. It's, it's there. <laughs> Everybody, every one of us have an idea of what we think we know. That is the problem. There is no other problem. Because what I think I know works against faith. The very thing I can't understand. I can experience it. I can hear daddy say it. I don't get it, but he's daddy. I'm going to go with it. And that is what moves heaven to earth. It gets me postured correctly. And all of a sudden, I don't have to figure nothing out no more nothing man who ah oh, he's here he's here that's all that matters and what i see i don't walk by what i see no more that's why we don't have a video today we can hear but we can't see <laughs> amen he or she that hath an ear let them hear what the spirit is saying to the church Catch that. When Jesus teaches his followers to pray, in that prayer, and that prayer is about you and I being sons of God. That's what that prayer is about. It's all about you and I stepping into our identity as sons. We're, we're, we've graduated. We're sons. We're not children that are under tutors and guardians. We, we, we have the inheritance. All the kingdom belongs to us, but we just can't operate in it because we, 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 <laughs> we're still closed. Amen. We got to get open. Got to get open. Amen. So important we catch this day. Is your heart open? And that's how we celebrate him with an open heart. Amen. In that prayer, it says, Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Lead us not into temptation. What are we talking about here? We're gonna get you, you're going you're to get to read it yourself. Because it's the, the temptation of thinking I know something. Or it's the temptation to think I've got God figured out. Because we have a form of godliness, but no power. Has anybody ever been in a position to where you know God wanted to work, but you wasn't open enough to let him? You knew God would take care of it, but you wasn't open enough to let him get through you to do it? You've been there before? And you, and, and you had little confidence in the fact that God would even use you. Everybody felt that before. Guilt, shame, unworthiness, because the enemy's screaming at us about our failure and our flaws and our humanity. Anybody agree with how that, that's how the enemy works 
but with an open heart and, and allowing him in, you begin to know what you can't explain. It's not about me no more. It's about him and him only. And all he needs is access to his house. Lead us not into temptation. I don't have God figured out, y'all. That's, I'm tempted because I can quote a lot of scripture. The tempter comes to me because I have a lot of Bible studies. And I like talking. Ask my wife. I like talking the Bible and Jesus. and I just love it. But the enemy loves me loving it on the level that if I can get him to really think he knows something, then I get to play house. And he gets to hide behind the idea that I'm daddy's boy, but I'm really not. I'm just wearing a mask. I'm just wearing a mask. And I told the staff today, I said, next month is the season we start putting masks on. <laughs> and the Lord wants to unmask us. He wants to deliver us. We haven't together, all of us haven't seen yet, yet, who we really are from his lens. But if we'll stay postured with our heart postured correctly and open to him, he will lead us from one glory to the next by his spirit revealing to us who we are in him. And the enemy is hoping you just really shut down now because I don't know about getting too open because I might start being like a kid again. And the last time I remember myself being a kid, that wasn't cool. Unless I was in the playground jumping off the monkey bars and swinging on. There's some spooky stuff in our past as kids. There's some pain that comes with it. There's some things that's in mixed all in it that the enemy wants to focus on that and you never really focus on being daddy's child. Amen. Got to get open. And he wants to clear out all the debris and all the ugly and set us free today. Amen. Amen. So faith versus what I think I know is the problem, not sin. So John the Beloved. Does everybody believe John the Beloved was the one disciple that Jesus loved? No. John believed that, though, because he wrote it down. The disciple that Jesus, he was writing a letter, by the way. Well, this John, the beloved, is now, according to some historians, 90 years old, some others, 70. He's an old man. I can, I can say that because I'm, I'm knocking on that door right now. But as an older man in the latter days of his life, he's exiled to the Isle of Patmos. And on the Isle of Patmos, which is not, the, not it's not Hawaii. It's not wherever you like to go and relax. That's not the place to do it. It's desolate. It's, it's, it's where you exile people to end their days. They're through with, and this is punishment. Anybody ever been punished before like that? Amen. This world is like the Isle of Patmos, if you're not careful. That's just like the world. So he's on the Isle of Patmos, and God comes to him in, in vision form. And the vision was so real and so right here in him, he falls before the one that he sees sitting on the throne. One throne in heaven, one sitting on that throne. And his eyes is like fire, his hair like wool, his feet's burning like... And he falls before him as dead. He, he's lifeless. He's, he's still aware, but he, he has nothing, no energy, nothing that, to help him stand before. And, 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 and the one on the throne hadn't said anything. It's just, boom, here he is. And he's before him dead. And he reaches down and he touches, Jesus touches John and said, I'm he that, John, I'm he that was dead, but I'm alive forevermore. And he gives him strength, empowerment, and vision to able to write this down. And John was revived by Jesus speaking to him. And Jesus lets him in on a conversation that he's having with the seven churches of Asia. 
the angels of each church, the ministry of each church, God's having a conversation and John is writing. And this conversation is so powerful that when he gets through addressing the angels of each church in this vision to John, then Jesus addresses everybody. Y'all want to read that? Here it is. Revelation 3.19. And he's, this, is, this is a letter that's written to anyone that has an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying. Anybody have an ear today to hear? Amen. All those, Jesus said, all those I dearly love, I unmask and train. I'm reading from the Passion. You got the King James? Follow with me. You'll see it saying the same thing. So repent and be eager to pursue what is right. I'm standing at the door knocking. If your heart is open, underline that in your spirit. If your heart is postured with, I need you, God. If you're open to hear my voice and you open the door within, I will come into you and feast with you all. Matter of fact, we're going to have come. I'm the bread that came down. Jesus is the bread that came down from heaven. I am going to give you words of life. I'm going to give you, amen, what it looks like to eat my flesh and drink my blood is what he's telling you. Remember when he, he said that? Amen. And thousands left him that day. And his boys were like, like deer in the headlights. I don't know what in the world he just said. And Jesus said, will you leave me also? He's challenging them. Or are you going to remain open? Amen. This is good for all of us today. He is the bread that came down from heaven. We don't live by natural bread. Alone, we get little L-I-F-E with that, but we live by every, capital L-I-F-E, by every word that proceeds out of the Bible. No, out of the mouth of God. Out of the mouth of God. It's, op- it's time for you to get open. Let me, let me say it this way. Thank the Lord for my Bibles. I got several of them. But if they come in my house and they burn them all, I'm still good because I'm open to the hearing the voice of God. I'm open to every word that proceeds out of his mouth. Now, this will help some of you. If you get open to him, You have something of him that I don't have. If you're really open to him, you will become his mouthpiece. And when you open your mouth and speak as the Spirit give utterance, my God, then they said, "Mm, that's from heaven. And I can take that, and where one may agree, if two agree, woo, we finna have some fun. That's why people are important to you. Especially the ones that rub your religious hair the wrong way. Especially that. Because we need to be free. Amen. Jesus is saying, those whom I love, I will unmask them, and I will train them. And if they open their heart to me, I will come in, and I will feast with them. And what's going to happen from that point forward is they're going to manifest my image. They're going to manifest my identity. They're going to manifest the kingdom of God everywhere they go. Heaven is announcing the kingdom of God has arrived. The kingdom of God has arrived. Why? Because the kingdom of God is within you. And it does not come without provision. 
but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Spirit. That's his identity, and he's calling you and I to step it up and trust him and let that identity be ours. Question is, is my heart open? Because I've got some religious influences in my life from yesterday. And there's some good people in the mix. The question is, did I make them God or I'm going to let God be God? Did those precious people that got me to where I'm at today, were they valid? Yes. They weren't God, though. They were a platform by which God used to get my attention. And did they get my attention? Because they were open to that place in their life where it impacted me, it drew me in, and it gave me hope. They had a message of good news. They were open. Amen. And so, reading on, it says, I will feast with you, and you'll feast with me. And to the one who conquers, I will give the privilege of sitting with me in my throne. Just as I conquer and sat down with my father in his throne. To the one whose heart is open, let him listen carefully to what the Spirit is saying now. Amen. There's a law of thermodynamics. The second law of thermodynamics says this, that everything in the universe is running down running out of energy, and becoming less organized and more disordered. Does that sound like some relationships, some businesses, some, some marriages, some, some churches? Second law of thermodynamics. Everything is running down, running out of energy, becoming less organized and more disordered. But... An important aspect of that law is this. It only applies to a closed system, meaning that it applies to things that are left unto themselves and shut off from the outside intervention. Anybody ever been like, I, I just need to get away from everything? I like anybody like being alone? I've got a lot, a lot of precious brothers and sisters that. I like being alone. And God made it clear, it's not good for you to be alone. And yet we will fight tooth and toenail to be alone. Where did I get that stuff from? And when you're alone, the enemy has complete access to body slam you. Darkness comes in. All kind of stupid things starts running. No, uh, Pastor, hold, hold, hold. I like to be alone with Jesus. Oh, okay. Okay. I guess we can go there too. The Lord wants to unmask us, and he wants to train us. Amen. But he's asking us to open up and let him in. Being alone it's not a kingdom dynamic. Going to your closet to where you determine to meet with daddy, amen, and have some time where you pray in secret and he comes in a powerful way and he pours out vision and revelation and unction, amen, and you just get on fire. That's powerful now, but you weren't alone. If, you, if, you, if you're ever by yourself and Jesus ain't with you, keeping you company, something is. Oh, I know. I, the guy in the mirror has confirmed that to me over and over and over. Does anybody, can I get an amen on that? I don't normally look for amens, but it was important for you to say amen because the enemy don't know what to do with your amens when you really mean it. It's like I'm opening up. Amen. I, I, I'll, be a, I'll be through before you know it. Hold on. Just endure with me just for a moment. Amen. And so, is my heart open? 
uh, an illustration of, of a closed system is if you was to leave your children at home for the weekend and uh, when you get back on Monday, everything that was orderly before you left is now messy. It's in disarray. It's messed up. That's a, an example of a closed system, a closed heart. But when we're open for connection and when we're open for moving forward, the results are much different. Some things happen when we become open to him and we let Jesus in. What he does the moment I let him in is he gives me power and a new mind. Be sure of that. The moment I let him in, I know something I can't explain, but I, I, I heard it. Uh, I'm hanging out with what it is that spoke to me, and I'm agreeing with it because of the power, amen, and the, the hope and the good news that, you know, I can't explain it, but I'm getting this unction that things are about to be different. The best is yet to come, amen? I'm about to live like I've never lived before, and it's right here in the moment in front of me. Does anybody want to step into that posture and dynamic before God? It requires an open heart. Faith is the one thing that pleases him. Everybody agree? Faith is what pleases God? Well, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Every word that proceeds out of his mouth and is the thing that brings hope into my life and life, amen, on another level. You can't figure it out. Wouldn't be faith if you could figure it out. Does anybody know God's talking, but you, your, your temptation, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from Your temptation is, ho, 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 daddy. Just a minute, let me, let me try to get my mind around this. Let me figure it out. And the miracle is waiting on you to step out on the water. The miracle is waiting on you to lay down next to Jesus in the storm that you can't explain. It looks like we're not going to make it to the other side. It looks like it's over. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. Am I open to that? And I want to, uh, I want to appeal to everybody here. You're not as open as you think to that. Pastor, why did you have to go say it like that? Because Daddy told me, said, son, you're going to look back and thank me for being, as a matter of fact, you're going to thank me for coming in and unmasking you. You're going to thank me for coming in and spending some time with you so I could teach you how to be like me. This is Daddy talking to him, this guy. And so I just want you all to know before I get through this message, I got a lot of hope that Oh, man, I, my, I have not seen, ear hath not heard, neither has it entered in the heart of man what God hath prepared for them that love it. They open up. Those who love him, love me, open up to me. He's not talking about you going to heaven. He's talking about heaven has already come to earth. He's revealing it to you and I right now by the Spirit of the Lord. Go read it. It's right there. The guy. Paul, writing that, he wrote it down. He's explaining this is not a future thing. This is an in-the-moment matter. God is as real as you and I let him be right now. Right now. My Uncle Tommy, he, uh, he was a business owner, and he didn't graduate from high school. He was sixth grade. He was a business owner. His business was working based off of his, his ability, and he knew it wasn't going to grow if it continued the way he was continuing it. He was good at what he had a road construction business. He was very good at it. But he saw this thing ain't going any further because everything's operating from me. And his mother finally got through to him when he was 40 years old. Any 40-year-old people here that's like still fussing with Jesus? Michael Tommy could give you a, a good testimony about that because he decided, I don't know what's going on in my mom, but I'm going to put it to the test. And Tommy Wallace went out in some woods 
They're on Highway 98. There wasn't nothing out there. His business is not growing. It's successful, but he wants it to grow. He wants, it, he wants to be able to do more. He wants to impact more lives. And so he goes out in them woods, and he gave, he gave it all to God. He said, I can't do it. And God started giving him a vision on what to do. After he opened up and said, this belongs to you, what you want me to do with it? And a download, walking through the woods. Some of you guys need to get out in the woods and just walk and talk to daddy. I'm talking to guys. Help me, women. Help me ladies, pray for them. Because we're wired, men, to be wild at heart. Y'all read that book? We're, we're wired to be daddy's boys. Amen. We go out and kill the bear and bring it back in, or we'll go out and get what needs to be, and we bring it back to the cave, so to speak. Yes, I did it. We're guys. And so Tommy gets a download, Uncle Tommy, and he says, yes, Lord. And he can't figure it out because for him to go where Daddy's saying to go, it's going to require lots of people. And him yielding and submitting himself to Amen. Anointed unction to be spoken to. The, the, the whole point is, God never makes any, any one of us a son to rule over anybody. He brings us into sonship to serve and make people better. Before you become a leader, I think it was Robbie who sent that to me. Before you become a leader, it's all about growing yourself. And you'll run over people doing that before you can. But when you become a leader, it's all about growing others and making people better. A true son that's graduated in the spirit that lets the spirit lead them, amen, they're always building up, edifying. They ain't got time for gossip. They ain't got time for negative talk. They ain't looking at what's wrong with anybody. They're always telling what they're hearing about what God says about every one of you is treasure to daddy. He don't talk negative about nobody. And he's the judge. I mean, he could judge every one of us and it's over. But he loves us. And he's looking for an open heart, amen, that will let him in, amen, and let him clean up the disorder. Let him clean up, amen, the, the things that are not right in us. We've got to be set free, y'all. There's ideas in our life. There's religious forms in our life that's not producing kingdom. And it's so tempting, being led into temptation to stroke my beard. You know, you need to check with me because I can get your life straight. No, that's not how daddy comes. He says, come unto me, ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Anybody need some rest? He's not going to work you down, so you've got to earn this one. You're going to have to straighten up. You're going to have to do about 50 push-ups every, every 10 seconds. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Who, who says that? The devil comes as another Jesus, another spirit, and dominates us so that we're not being able to be who God says we are, all because we don't have an open heart. And Tommy Wallace, he gets to a place where Okay, Daddy. And he goes and hires a college student just out of college because God said do it. James Carney. He went behind the ears. He's green. He's just a boy out of college. And God says, I want you to hire him. And I want you to hire this one. I want you to hire this one. And I want you to submit yourself. Who owns the company, son? Tommy says, you do. Submit. Get open. I'm going to do some things in your life that can only happen when you get open to me and you let me get you connected. And that company became the biggest road building company overnight. He was elected the president of the highway commission of the state. He was just a little, little company that was doing good but he knew God wanted to do more. And his testimony was, this is the Lord's company. And the Lord gets all the props and all the honor and all the glory. He became open. He became open. Amen.
Cornelius was praying one day. He was consistent. His heart was open. Every morning, his heart opened before God. And finally, he's a Gentile. He don't know step one, step two, step three. Amen. He just is looking for God. <laughs> this will help some of you today because we got it, we've got to get open so God can get the lying spirit of our religious world out of us. Cornelius was so open, so open that while he's praying, an angel from heaven appears to him. So I said, I don't know if I want that to happen. I, I understand what you're saying, but yeah, you do. Because you've been beat up, body slammed, and you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Bring the angel, Daddy, if that's what you want to do. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But I believe in Jesus. Okay, get open. Let's see. And so an angel of the Lord comes and says to Cornelius, I can't tell you what to do, but I can tell you who can. Angels can't preach the gospel, but you can. And specifically, this angel said, you go to one's house, Simon's house, and you ask for one whose surname is Simon, whose surname is Peter. You bring him back. He's going to tell you and the rest of the people you have. And Cornelius was so open and so excited, he filled his house. And he's a, he was a centurion. He had a big house. He filled it up with his community. I think I need to pause for that a minute. Everybody catch that. Are we willing to fill our house up with a message so a message can be given? Our culture is not promoting what we're ministering today. Our culture does not promote us getting that open with God. But I'm saying to this group, because God brought this group together, heaven has given us an invitation today. He's wanting us to show, he's wanting to show us what he can do through us if we'll just get open. Cornelius got so open, an angel appeared, and Cornelius sent two of his servants, and they went out and got Peter. And Peter's like nervous. It's amazing how God chooses us, and we get all nervous. And we tell him, no, I can't do that. I, no, I can't do that, Lord. Yeah, you're going to do it, Peter. Yeah, you're going to do it. <laughs> Peter was religious-minded. God had to send down a vision with all kind of four-footed beasts and unclean things in it that the Jewish people, they I can't touch that. If I touch that, I'm going to hell. And the Lord said, I want you to kill it and eat it. And he said, I ain't doing it. It ain't never happened in my life. Ain't There's some things that ain't never happened in our Christianity that needs to start happening, y'all. Are you telling me to go sin, Pastor? No, I'm telling you to do what Daddy says. I'm telling you to get an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying. And quit trying to figure God out. Walk by faith. Walk by faith. Your marriage will be saved. Your relationships will get healthy. The business that you own will stop being yours. It'll finally be his. Amen. He got open. And Peter came after he grabbed 11 more Jews. Protect him when he gets back. And they go in there and Peter said, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. And he began to preach a message of repentance. Amen. A message of Christ has come. And whoever accepts him and opens up to him, they can too, amen, be free and live life, amen, abundantly. And while he's preaching the word, the Spirit of God fell on everybody in that house. Not one or two, but everybody was filled with the Spirit and began to be God's mouthpiece. And the Jews that were there were like, hmm, ooh, wow, what happened to us happened to them. And they were all baptized in his name. Wow. Amen. If you will open your heart, 
I will come in, he says, and sup with you. I love you, he says. I love you so much, this is how I'm going to validate my love. I'm going to unmask you, and then I'm going to train you. And you're going to become my son. And he gives us his spirit so that the spirit will speak to us. Yeah, that, he, he says, I'm going to give you a comforter. He said, and then he comes right behind. He said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm coming to you. When we talk about the Holy Spirit. We're talking about the spirit of Christ, y'all. The spirit of Christ be in any of you. God has access to his house now. Amen. And now the identity of the king can be put on display. Amen. Are you here today because you need to prove a point to anybody? Because if you are, that's a mask that needs to come off. God is not asking us to prove any points to anybody. What he is asking from us is to give the good news away. There's some things that happen, y'all. When we decide to get open with God, we will receive the promise of the Father. The Spirit and the Father. We'll receive it. And not only will we receive that Spirit and fire, the evidence of that Spirit and fire will humble us to be under tutors and guardians so that we can grow and graduate into Christ that begins to reconcile the world to the one we host in our hearts. Look, we can spend all day trying to prove points, and you got some good information, but that's all it is. It's good information that proves certain points, but it's not God information. It hadn't changed your life. You're still tossing and turning. You still have heartburn. You're still frustrated. Things ain't working out right. There's a list of things. Wrong. Ah, but I know a lot. Well, they ain't helped you. Knowledge hadn't helped anybody. It looks like it does. It, it, it gives you a moment of uh, like, oh, man, I, well, I'm glad I knew that. But then all of a sudden it fades away. And now I need another miracle. And I need another miracle. And I, need, I need Jesus. Paul said it this way. Whatsoever things are just, pure, honest, good report, being virtue, being praised, think. Think on these things. Catch this. Follow Jesus with your thoughts and see what will happen. Follow Jesus with your thoughts and see what will happen. Okay, Paul said what will happen. He said, if you will think on these things, true, just, honest, pure, and good report, he said, God will be with you. The moment you think on that, he says, I'll join with you as you're thinking. And not only will I be with you now, I will take care of all of your needs according to my riches and glory. Number one thing is, what do I need? I need Jesus. You know, my wife and I, we're growing, and we're 60s now, 60, 61. She about, she, I'm going to tell off on you. You'll be 61 in January, by the way. <laughs> Ain't that a good-looking woman? Now, it's going to cost me to have fun with her. I want you all to know that. But she's getting better at the price. You know, it's getting less intimidating. She told me the other day, she said, honey, would you stop doing this and stop doing that and stop doing this and stop doing that? And I know why she's saying it because she's saying, look, I can take care of myself and some things. I got this. And I'm, I'm, I'm doing this because I'm puzzled because God is talking to me. And he's telling me to do this and that and this and that. And so I'm kind of between him and her. And I was like, what's wrong with this picture, Lord? And then he finally, after five months of that, finally, he says, son, you don't know what you need and she don't know what she needs, but I do. Got you. Well, that's revelation. But I kind of think I know what I need. He said, I'm going to unmask that too. And I'm going to train you. <laughs> you don't know what you need. You don't even know how to pray, son. The only way you can be effective praying is you got to let my spirit come to his house, my house, so that I can pray through you. 
I'm following Jesus. Really? Are you following him? I'm a follower. I believe in Jesus. Really? No, I'm not talking to y'all. This message is it's to the guy in the mirror I deal with. I've got all kind of reasons why I think I'm following Jesus. The Lord said, I'm going to show you that you're not. And he keeps unmasking me layer after layer after layer. Thank you, Jesus. And every, t- every layer he takes out of me, freedom, Amen. more freedom. And so he addresses the seven churches of Asia, and he's unmasking the seven churches of Asia. That's why he said what he said to anyone that hath an ear to hear. Go back and check the conversation between God and every church, and he's unmasking that church, and then he's giving them a word of wisdom. And he's doing things that he has to do because he loves them. And then he says to all of us, those that I love, I unmask and I train. And if you'll open up your heart to me, I will come in and I will feast with you. In other words, guess where where the bread's coming from? Ain't coming from you. You're wretched, blind, poor. You, you, You messed up. Only hope you've got is opening up and letting me come in so I can revive you and bring strength and hope, power and a new mind. So, is your heart open today? Amen. The prodigal was so hard-headed. I'm talking about the guy in the mirror. He had to have it his way because he thought he had to figure it out. And he took his father's inheritance. Have we done our dead? Have we done our daddy like that before? Do you, we'll repent in just a few moments. Relax. If my daddy is Jesus, amen, when Jesus said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And if the Father gives the Son the name that's above every name, it is Jesus. And he's wanting to call me and you by that name, but there, there's, there's accountability on my part. i got to get open for his presence, his spirit, and be willing to go down in a watery grave and take that name that's above every name. Be buried with him in baptism so that I can be resurrected to life. Whatever you do, word or deed, do it all in the name. Am I in the name? When I'm open to him, y'all, John, when I'm with you, daddy is number one, and you're number two, and I'm number three. I'm in his name when I'm that way. But if I think for a moment you need to straighten up and do right and hear my Bible study, I just stepped out of his name. In his name, you're more concerned about the needs of others than yourself. This is the mind of Christ. And so when he fills us, he gives us power and a new mind. And you can't think negative when he's Lord in his house. You can't think negative of your brother and sister. If you think negative of your brother and sister, he's not in his house. There's another spirit there that he wants to unmask. He loves, Jesus loves every person you think negative of. And while you're thinking negative of, how can he love them through you? I didn't think of that. I was just trying to straighten them up for Jesus. (laughs) He wants to unmask us. You can't save anybody. Jesus can, though. This happen to anybody to get open to be unmasked and so the prodigal he winds up in a pig's pen and he was hungry destitute stinky messy and he almost would eat what the pigs were eating and while he was at the place of how did I get here and all of us has been there on some level. 
And it's that at that moment when he's at that place, the bottom, that he came to his senses. All of a sudden, I'm not okay, and it's your fault. Lost influence. He was blaming his father for all his trouble. And then he began to, oh my goodness, my father has servants that have more than I got. And he began to remember, and he loves every one of them. He serves them. He blesses them. They, they have no problem being a servant in the house. And look at me. Look at where I'm at. And repentance began. And he's calculating every step as he's going back towards Father's house. Repenting. Every step was pouring out more, getting more open. And the Father always watching. He's watching you too. The moment we start repenting, which the moment we start opening up, while we're calculating the steps and walking slowly, he's running. He closes the gap. He's ready to close the gap on some of us today. My grandmother <laughs> had another son named Joel Wallace. Some of you knew him. But at age 17, I said it here before, but just let you know how grandma was so open to God. Before the accident happened, she's standing at the window washing her dishes, you know, and doing what she does for the family. And God spoke to her spirit. She, she was open. She heard the voice of God speak to her. Not audible, but whew. And she could see her son, Joel. And she seen trouble. And she began to thank the Lord. You got this. And peace came and said, it's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. She gets, she gets a call to come to the hospital ASAP. When she gets there, the doctors meet her in the emergency room and says, look, we don't know how he's still breathing. We don't know. We can't explain how he's alive. He should not be alive. And so we're right now getting him ready to, to work on him to try to. Now this, this, y'all, this is 50, almost 60 years ago. Almost 60 years ago. Now you can imagine the medical field 60 years ago. Every bone in his body is broken. Every bone. Accident, he got on the motor grater, hit the throttle, and an accident happened. It jars him off, the, and the, the blade was only six inches off the ground. It rolls him into road base. Road base is not the best way to get rolled into something. It's, it's like concrete. It pushed his body into that road base with his legs behind him. Everybody's freaking out. He's laying there, and they think, man, he's dead. They, they were scared to go over there and look. And it starts raining on top of that. And they get an ambulance out there to go out there to get him, and the ambulance gets stuck. Everything that could happen wrong happened wrong, but yet there's this, there's this mother that's got a word from heaven, and she's connected, and she's open. And she's got what she needs. Everybody else is freaking out. This is, this is different between someone open and someone closed. All the group out there, they're all closed. They're freaking out. It's over. Ah! Grandma, she's come. It's going to be all right. I got what I need. And y'all, he's on the emergency table. They've... <laughs> They're working on him, and he comes too. And he says to the doc, Doc, fix me up. <laughs> well, they tell Grandma, Mom, to him, says, we don't expect him to live. He may not make it by the time we get back there to work on him. It's, it's over with. Ma'am, I just want you to know, we don't give him any hope. Oh, he'll be fine. And the doctor says, you don't understand. Oh, no, he'll be fine. I'll be sitting out here when y'all come out to give me a report on where he's at. 
and they're looking at him like they're looking at her like, what? In the, she's not hearing us. I'll be sitting out here when y'all get through. He wakes up and freaks them out because they're all closed. They're not open. They get him sedated so he's out, and they're doing this back there, and they're putting all his bones back together. Sixty years ago. The trauma of that alone will kill a person, just getting it all back in place. And they told her when they come out, yeah, he, he's still living. We don't know how. She said, I know. She said, but we want you to know he'll never walk again. Oh, she said, oh, yeah, he'll walk out of this building. I already, I got my word. He'll, he'll walk out. He'll be fine. And they said, you don't understand, ma'am. It's not possible that he'll walk. It's impossible. Six months, he walked out. Bought a business. Physical labor. Man, I'm getting prompt to tell you, this for you guys, you all understand what I'm talking about. At 50 years old, he could walk under a 530-pound anvil and pick it up and go put it somewhere else. They had to have a forklift to do it, and they didn't know if anybody could do it. They wondered if a forklift wasn't available. And he'd move it around and have fun with everybody. But she was open. And he was a com Our daddy is a comforter. He's a comforter. And he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And if your Christianity has not validated that for you, it's probably not Christ. Is somebody getting delivered of some mass today that Jesus is really in control? The question is, am I giving him charge? And the only way I can give him charge is to get open. And as long as I know something, I'm not going to open. But when I come to resolve like Isaiah and Job, what do I know? I should have never said anything in the first place. Why do I even open my mouth? Then God can come in and give us really what's going on. Does anybody need to really get what's going on? We're talking about being full here, right? We're talking about hosting God's presence. We're talking about being children of God. We're talking about God reconciling the world to himself. And yet all I want to do is be alone. Leave me alone. I don't like people. And Jesus loves people. Jesus loves people. I know it looks like people have been the, the thing that's beating you up. But remember this. People don't beat you up. It's the lies they believe that's beating them up and you. Am I open? Those whom I love, could we stand? Those whom I love, I will unmask and I will train. Does anybody need Jesus? Father, thank you for your word today. Only you can cause an open heart to happen in us. Only you can facilitate a miracle on the level that we experience the freedom we're designed for. And we know you set that in order 2,000 years ago when you came back in spirit and in fire to empower every person and give them a new mind. And anything would be possible moving forward. <laughs> Lord, right now, just like you did in Cornelius' house, while Peter yet spake the word, let your spirit become like rivers of living water in every heart, setting everyone free of the lie that they've entertained up to this point. 
Help us to get to a place where we don't know nothing, but we have an ear to hear. There's nowhere Anybody hearing God speak today? Anybody sense the wind of God's presence? It's blowing in this room right now. Forget about the person standing next to you right now. Let God focus on his house and let him come like he did when he went into the temple and turned the tables over. Let Jesus come to his house right now in your heart and turn every table over of every thief and every lie in his house so that his house can become a house of prayer. You want to be God's house of prayer? You want your marriage healed? You want relationships that are broken, repaired? It starts in your heart when you get open. Receive it right now. You, It's yours. If you want to come up, I'll pray for you. If you want to walk up as unto the Lord and say, here I am, Daddy. Change me. Don't let me be the same when I leave today. Take everything out of me that's not like you. Sit down at the table. Revive me. Clothe me. Embrace me. Save me from me, Lord. Be filled with the Spirit. It's yours. God bless you.